The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. This is the icon, Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and expanding people too and all people. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again. That's a lot of energy. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> too much Too much for a Sunday morning record, I guess. It's the Rough House Podcast. I am Marty. And he has turned up to 11, folks. And uh, <laughs> I am Christoph, and I'm here to try and make snarky jokes and be depressed about WWE and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Rough House Podcast. And- Tenth anniversary of Scott Pilgrim versus the World this week. In case you did not know, dear Roughhouse listeners, how many how many articles this week do you think you read in pertaining to the fantastic Scott Pilgrim versus the World? I think just shy of a dozen. Yeah, I'm about the same. Anything I saw, popped up. I was just ooh, and it was a lot of the same information. Oh yeah. 100 percent. In fact, I'm pretty sure uh, based off of the quotes, um, uh, by the way, this is a wrestling podcast. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure based off of the quotes that the same interview was used for the extended oral history that was then used for the Vanity Fair article about who they didn't cast. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. there was there was there's some sharing there. But, uh, man, I, I just I can't get enough of that movie. Watched yeah. it. Uh, watched it again on Friday night after reading all the articles. And this is, I mean, I put this in my letterbox, uh, and I mean it. This is a big step for me. I think I'm finally ready to admit that Scott Pilgrim vs. the World has overtaken Spaceballs as my favorite movie of all time. Wow, wow. I know, I know. But if I'm thinking about it, if I had a choice between the two like today even yeah to, to watch the two yeah even though i just watched scott pilgrim two days ago i'd probably watch scott pilgrim again yeah yeah uh, have you read the comics yet you're st- or no, are you still okay okay yeah one we'll, day we'll we'll have to fix that we'll have to fix that yes. maybe maybe uh roughhouse secret santa we'll we'll figure that out <laughs> yeah. well yeah Secret, yes, not so secret Santa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who knows, Chris? It could be anyone who works on the show. <laughs> Mark Lowell, <laughs> Russo, is that you? 
<laughs> the Realm Network Secret Santa. Here you go, Chris, you son of a bitch. <laughs> bro, you're going to love it, bro. 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 <laughs> um, well, yes. I think I have, if we are going to do this, I think I have an idea of what to get to you, for you. It oh. would be a um, uh, a live action, maybe not live action, a life-size replica mm-hmm. of the tank. In which Rusev uh, rode to WrestleMania 31 down to the ring in. Oh, um, that apparently wasn't the only thing he he, he rode yes. it down in. <laughs> so that you, along with your lovely wife, uh, could do what Lana and Rusev did with said tank, which is bang all over it. If we had not underlined enough, you and Justin, back when it first was a thing, <laughs> mentioned it ad nauseum. We, we still do. We continue to mention it today. Yeah. All these years later, now an additional layer to the Rusev riding in on a tank legacy. Yeah, Lana airing their sexy uh, laundry in public. <laughs> uh, you know what? Here's to you, Miroslav and whatever your real name is. CJ? Is she CJ. CJ, yeah. yeah. Here's here's to you. Here's to keeping it frecadecky and fresh. Man, and, uh, what I want really know, getting the maximum value out of that tank rental. So, so I have questions. So I think if the the po- if I'm remembering correctly, the post read on and not in the tank. Right, right. So when did they do question, this? Is a great question. Yes, when? Yeah. Where specifically in the um, grounds of? WrestleMania play, yeah, wherever the fuck it was, (laughs) WrestleMania play button, as I remember it. Um, Yes, WrestleMania Winamp. Yeah. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I just had a fever dream of a flashback right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, That WrestleMania really whipped the llama's ass. Go on. (laughs) Jesus, as deep cut friend, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Where? When? Um, was there anybody else around? Was this a, you know, situation where they wanted to be caught? Um, how long did it last? I mean, if I'm yeah. Rusev, one, and I'm, you know, getting to plow it to Lana, and two, I'm doing it on a fucking tank. I'm fucking five seconds and I'm out. I'm, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, that's, yeah. that's that's all I got. Yeah, um, Th- three ain't enough. You need five. That's <laughs> that's what it is. Oh. You don't fucking fire this for you, son of a bitch. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, w- w- when uh, when they earned the power of self-respect and, and got that done, yeah. I, uh, I'm very curious. I want answers. I want more. I want, like, a, a, an hour-long um, tell-all podcast. You, you want the oral history of the oral <laughs> history of Lana and Rusev. Yeah, maybe the anal history. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure Who knows? what Lana's... I, I it it, it went surprised. down in the annals of history. I mean, annals <laughs> of history. Sorry, sorry. Lana strikes me as somebody who's maybe a little more receptive to um, uh, <laughs> backs of Volkswagens, Be, if we'll put it that way. Being put in the accolade. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. God damn it, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Man, uh, it, and shit. and if if I had the soundboard option, this is where I would drop the trap version of the Rusev theme, which if you've never heard, is I think you've wow. sent that to me yes. before. That, anytime yeah. I heard Rusev's theme after hearing the trap version, that's all I could picture. It's, it's so another awesome. question. Yes, is did this happen before or after he won that medal from um, 
Bulgaria. From, from Bulgaria. From Bulgaria. <laughs> that's because that's how he actually earned the medal. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm thinking this is what really sealed the deal. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. him, you know, he sent it to uh to, to Putin or whoever is in charge of Bulgaria, Bulgaria? these days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm just controlling. I'm just assuming he controls most of uh, yeah. you know the old Eastern Bloc there. Yeah. Um, one way or another. Formally I don't or know. informally. I just, yeah. I want, I want, I want the deets. Okay, yeah. I, I appreciate the little and mug the he gave us, Lana. It picks or it didn't yeah. happen. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah just, just, uh, you know what? It, I would subscribe to Rusev's Twitch tomorrow if he's like. I would subscribe to his OnlyFans tomorrow. <laughs> Let's go, bro. Well, I'm just saying. I know he's funneled all of his interests into his Twitch channel. By the way, uh, yeah. just, just kind of randomly. Uh, you know who else uh, in in the wrestling world has a a prominent Twitch? A prominent, as in has already started and is doing well with it. Uh, yes. Um, no, I'm not sure where you're going with this. Paige does. Oh and, yeah, yeah. No, I've seen some uh, some gifs and screen caps of of her playing. The thing that I find most interesting is uh, I, I was reading a, a thing about it. What she does is she logs on and she's like, I need my subscriber count to be X number of thousands of people before I'll play a game. Yeah. And then she so she'll, she'll just sit there and be like, I need 5,000. Now, for those who don't know Twitch and, and, and I'm a 35 year old man, so therefore I'm still learning about Twitch. The idea behind subscriptions is you pay real American dollars to subscribe mm-hmm. to someone's channel. You can you can yeah. you can follow a channel so you know when they are you know streaming live, live but you subscribe yeah. to support them so mm-hmm. she's literally like i need five thousand new followers before i do this so she is literally generating without considering twitch's cut twenty five thousand dollars stream <laughs> god damn it like why wasn't i born a uh smoking hot uh female wrestler from norwich england to why be fair she I? didn't start as one that that's 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 a that's a lot of doctor's well, work well yeah there was a little now. bit of work there was a little bit of work done there yeah <laughs> she's a she's a, a she, status post many surgery <laughs> yes yes <laughs> not all of her is the same age is what i'm getting at. <laughs> um but no 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 no, no. or the same consistency yeah yeah um but but you know what hey so long as she feels happy and she feels good and uh everyone is uh you know consensually subscribing to these things good for all of them but i'm just like man that is a that is a hell of a way to make yourself some dough um it's it's just it's just weird uh but bravo to her on the uh, on the, on the Twitch side of things, did you yes. see the story of um, Daniel Bryan? Uh, his, yes. He's kind of like acclimating into 2020 culture. Yes. Uh, being at home with uh, his newborn and Bree and and Birdie and I, I don't. Did they even announce the name of the new one? They did I not. Know. I don't think they announced the name of the new one. But but okay. both either way, Bree and Nikki Bella had right. their kids. Now both twins not pregnant at the same time. Whoa. Yeah, that's yeah. a shame because yes. uh, those. Uh, those uh those tasteful nudes that they put out were uh yeah some choice yeah. work put put, in my, put, uh... put Chris into a situation he did not know he wanted to be a part of oh no I knew oh oh you knew before no, that this? wasn't that wasn't a discovery. oh okay that was, okay that was just like the star the the planets aligning and, ah, and things, ah, okay. you know happening yeah no okay. that wasn't uh <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, 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 yeah. this is good this is good <laughs> um, 
But Daniel Bryan apparently watched um, Brie or Nikki play like some UFC video yes. game yes. and became infatuated with video games again and is thinking about starting a Twitch stream, yes. which should be fucking great because Daniel Bryan's amazing. Uh, I would be all for it. Um, I did see that. Uh, um Oh, God, what's her name? Uh, Renee Young uh, was giving him shit for finally turning his back on Tout. Um, <laughs> we, yes, yeah, that's a good be- call Because God knows he was a king A, number one fan of Tout. Uh, yeah. The thing that's interesting is the, 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 the game streaming thing. That was on ESPN. It was, was it? Yes, it was an event to celebrate the release of the UFC 4 video game. And okay. not only did you have Nikki Bella versus Brie Bella, I didn't watch it. I, I saw an article about it. Um, yeah. Nikki Bella versus Brie Bella was one of the fights for the night. But Kenny Omega went against some random streamer on the same show. And beat him. Uh, I, I don't know who won. Um, but it's just kind of interesting that you had Kenny Omega and the Bella yeah. twins on the same quote-unquote card. Um because depending yeah. on who you ask, uh, nobody from AEW is a mainstream star. So Yeah, you know. yeah, exactly. None of them. None of them are. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it was a, another odd week of professional wrestling, uh, beyond finding out about, you know, gratuitous tank sex. Um, the week did start with kind of a bummer as, uh, Kamala did pass away this week, um, uh, which led to some serious confusion on the internet as, uh, it, it was the death of James Kamala Harris, not to be confused with new VP candidate. Kamala Harris. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, people on the internet are stupid for one. Yes. So, very. And there's a, there's a, you know, the wrestling Twitter within itself is loud and big, but wrestling Twitter in regards to Twitter is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very small. And uh, so, yeah, the overlap there isn't always um, uh, gonna gonna show through. So yeah. I, you know, I'm not surprised there was some confusion, um, but yeah, it was it was a big it was a big week for uh, for Kamala's or yeah. Kamala's. Uh, yes, yes. People with that name, not yes. good necessarily. No, no, no. Just just a, a, a momentous week. Um, yes. But uh, of course, uh, the the thoughts of the Rough House podcast go to uh, those who knew uh, Kamala. Uh, I I would love to sit here and say I have all these great memories. The primary memory I have of Kamala is uh, him being scared of the Undertaker's coffins. That's all I've really got. Yeah, I really don't have any either. Um, he was big in the era prior to when I really got into it. So, yeah. you know, sucks yeah. that he's oh, dead. And like in 2006, he had a random Ring of Honor title match on some indie show with Daniel Bryan, which... Which he refused uh, to put him over, so it was a yes, DQ. Yes, <laughs> yes. I did read that. Um, so, yeah, okay. Yeah, but uh, sure. in terms of main roster WWE, here's some of the highlights, question mark, of the week. Raw Underground continued, uh, where okay. uh, Rough House favorite Dabacado. The, oh, oh, that's the Babatunde guy, right? Yes. Daba 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 defeated a guy by squeezing his nuts really hard and punching him out. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, I love some good testicle based offense. Yes. You know, whatever, whatever gets you there. It's underground, baby. Squeeze his nuts really hard. Under the covers, under the ground. Let's uh, let's get weird here. Yeah. Uh, also, this week on the Raw side of things, Shayna Baszler was part of uh, 
Raw Underground, where she defeated three women at once. Well, yeah. Obviously, she should. She's Shayna Baszler. Yes. She's a legit, legit cage fighter. Yes. Who were the three uh, just jobbers, or were they anybody of note? Uh, no one of note. Just three randos. Um, the... That's also a very specific kink of mine, in case you were wondering. <laughs> Shayna Baszler beats down three randos. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. You, you must be a big fan of Ultimate Submission. Um, <laughs> uh, also on Raw this week, uh, Dominic Mysterio, uh, he, um, quote unquote, signed the contract for his match at, uh, SummerSlam with Seth Rollins, which will be a street fight and, uh, got broken into the business with l- like the most one-sided ass beating with a kendo stick I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, this side of the kid who threw some trash on the ground in Singapore. This is the worst caning I think I've ever uh, yeah. <laughs> I've ever seen here. Um, that was, it was like tough to watch. Yes. Uh, one, because of the brutality of it. And two, because there were 3,000 camera cuts in a 90 second period. And I was dizzy after watching it. Yeah. It, uh, someone really needs to give Kevin Dunn Adderall or something. <sighs> so he can just calm down and chill out and, and stop constantly cutting the camera. It, it It is jarring to watch. It's confusing to watch. It's bothersome to watch. I don't much care for it. And another thing I didn't really much care for was the main event angle, which is Randy Orton punting Ric Flair, quote-unquote punting Ric Flair, because they did the uh, retribution lights-out gimmick uh, at the moment of contact. Uh, yeah. Well... I mean, he is like seventy something. So yes, which just continues to underline why on earth is he on television? But uh... that's because they're taking every precaution necessary. <sighs> Whatever. I mean, I don't really think that Ric Flair needed to be on TV. One I'm with for you. the COVID reasons, uh, and two because Jesus Christ, man, just fucking just stop, <laughs> stop with the old guys. Like yeah. legitimately old guys. He's a, a septuagenarian at this point. Um, why uh, is is Ric Flair popping up to cry again on TV? Yeah. Popping the ratings. Like anytime Ric Flair's on TV, he cries. Ratings have been slightly up the past two weeks, so I guess Underground's working, baby. Yeah, yeah. I think or, it's just or Retribution's the name. working. Uh, Underground's working, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you, Chris, are trying to tell me? That the use of the term underground increase ratings. Yes. I can't imagine why you would say that at all. That doesn't I, sound There's like... no association with other uh, now defunct uh, wrestling organizations that would uh, that would cause that to happen. No, I don't understand. Okay. Okay. Well, um, speaking of the lights being out because of retribution, the antics they were up to on Raw this week were uh, they threw a, um, uh, a cinder, cinder block. block. Yes, yes. Through a glass door. <laughs> Yeah, and then threw another cinder block through that already broken glass door because they're really smart. Also, uh, they were found by a car that was already upside down, which they were kicking. They did not uh, actually get shown flipping the car over. Well, yeah, they were just by said car, which was flipped over, and they proceeded to kick it. Four guys that weigh 150 pounds each are unable to lift the car <laughs> yes, over. Yes. Now, was it was it on Raw? Well, was it on SmackDown between I think it was between Raw and SmackDown where they uh, took their magic mushrooms in the Mushroom Kingdom and grew three sizes. Yes, uh, yeah, that they was were they were noticeably okay. bigger on SmackDown, uh, okay. which is fantastic. But there's another bit which kind of transcends both shows. So <laughs> this week on Raw, 
Asuka was having a match with Bailey, the SmackDown Women's Champion. Okay. And if she pinned Bailey, she would get a match at SummerSlam against the Raw Women's Champion, Sasha Banks. Okay. Good match. Enjoyable match. Can't say anything bad about it. Asuka wins clean. We get Asuka versus Sasha Banks at SummerSlam. Asuka has pinned the SmackDown Women's Champion, but yes. is going to face the Raw Women's Champion. Got it. Okay. Exactly. Well, it's because they're buddies. So no, I, 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 yeah. I got it. But still, you have a champion eating a pin. But. So, to determine who Bailey would face okay. at SummerSlam, Friday night on SmackDown, they had a triple brand battle royal. So it was women from Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, because they've caused havoc on all three shows. Everyone wanted to get a piece of sure. Bailey. Okay. Asuka won the Battle Royal and will be also in a separate match facing Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Okay. Um, okay. I guess. Because <laughs> they don't have a roster full of uh, dozens of other women. Dozens Not of that- other talented women? I love Asuka, and I yeah. love Asuka being the center of attention, even though I'm not watching. Yes. But still, that's pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's incredibly dumb. Because it was also announced that, A, Payback is going to be happening the week after SummerSlam. So SummerSlam is a week from today, the 23rd. Ugh. On August 30th, they're going to have Payback. And Okay. At Payback, Bailey and Sasha will defend their women's tag team titles against a team to be determined, who I assume is going to be Asuka and somebody at this point. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, who from NXT women-wise was in this battle royal? Um, you have the uh, lineup here? Uh, yes, I have the lineup. Uh, from the NXT side, uh, you got Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart. Um okay. Yeah, that was Ripley? it. That was uh, it. Yeah, that was it from the NXT side. So it was the the, the <laughs> full the full rundown was Oscar, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart, Naomi. More on that in a second. Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Nikki Cross, Bianca Belair, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Tamina, and Shayna Baszler. Man, I could there any one of those women could have easily maybe not Shotzi Blackheart or Tegan Knox. Yeah. at this point in their careers. Yeah, but. Uh, it was nice that they were included, but any of those Raw or SmackDown women, uh, very easily, I could see getting a match at SummerSlam against uh, Bailey. Yes, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm absolutely with you. Uh, it, it's... So what? Go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, what's the skinny on Naomi? Is, is is there some beef with her? What's the latest uh, <sighs> so controversy? When... She's still going off with Booker T. No, uh, well, it's kind of related to that. When she got eliminated, Corey Graves on commentary. Said something along the lines of, let's see another hashtag campaign save you from that. Oh, what a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. And and look, I recognize he's supposed to be the heel commentator, but if you ask me, there's a fine line between being a heel and just being a shithead. And uh, yeah. Corey just dove face first into being a full-on shithead. Well, I think he lives on that side of the track. Fair, fair. Uh, speaking of uh, shitheads, uh, glorious shithead AJ Styles now has a new gimmick. Uh, as A, he has a statistician. And that statistician is Joseph Park, a.k.a. Abyss. Now, DNA was he fame. announced as Joseph Park? Yes. Now, I okay. want to just explain the difference. In TNA, 
Abyss had a brother who was a lawyer named right. Joseph Parks. There's an S. Okay. This character is a statistician, not a lawyer, named Joseph Park. Okay. So different guy. Did did TNA have a a, a trademark on Joseph Parks that they could? No use? idea. Literally or no they, clue. Is this but, the you know the Abyss uh, clan is uh, is increasing here? Is it the long lost uh, third brother? What's the? Uh, I, I the... just was kind of happy in a weird way to see AJ Styles and Abyss in a ring together in WWE, even if it wasn't the way I would have wanted it to be. Uh, well, there, there's a weird joint, and I will say that Abyss is really, really good at being the Joseph Park character. And if we're to be honest, it gave us a uh, a great blank meme template for yes. the future. So yes. that's really the the good thing to come out of it. So what what was the angle of the um of uh, the bit? Uh, yeah, uh, what, what, so, was, what was actually on the, the yes, board? Yes, all what I've was seen it? Photoshop version. So so he says statistically. He was going to figure out who he should defend the Intercontinental title against next using something called the Phenomenal Intercontinental Statistics System. Okay, piss. Get it. Got it. Yep. Good. And he revealed a board with his name (laughs) at the top, and then he showed the top contenders, and the board was empty because no one could challenge him. Okay. So out comes Jeff Hardy. And <laughs> Jeff yeah, Hardy better better. Jeff Hardy said he deserved to be on the board. Style says no he didn't. Said Jeff Hardy needs to earn the title shot. So Jeff Hardy snapped and attacked him, hit the twist of fate, signed his name on the board, and in a moment backstage, AJ Styles was looking to erase Jeff Hardy's name. But Jeff used a permanent marker! No, how dare he? So uh, next week on SmackDown, not at SummerSlam. Next week on SmackDown, the Friday before SummerSlam, we are going to have AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy for the Intercontinental title, which I'm sure is going to lead to a a rematch at SummerSlam for the Intercontinental title, which I'm sure will lead to a rematch at Payback for the Intercontinental title. If there's not one on SmackDown the night prior to Payback. Fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least uh, at least he didn't make him swallow his gum. I mean, that would have been an intestinal tract for six years. Yes, yes. So that would, that would have been horrible. There's there's that. It's nice to see a little uh, Victory Road, uh, uh, you know, reunion in the middle of a WWE ring. Yes, so it's it's very heartwarming. And Jeff knew where he was this time, I'd imagine. So uh, one one hopes. Uh, maybe I, he thought he was already at the Amway Center. Yeah, know. yeah. Uh, that's the other big WWE news of the week as. <laughs> Uh, all of the WWE shows starting uh, a week from today, Sunday the 30th, uh, or sorry, Sunday the 23rd at uh, SummerSlam will be hosted at the Amway, Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. So they will be leaving the warehouse that they own to move right. to an arena that they're going to pay for without any fans. Right. Well... They're making all this money, Marty. They got to use this somewhere. <laughs> you know, that's a great they're, point. They're not going to pay their talent. Yeah. So yeah, they got it. They got to make their talent they employees. 
they they gotta they have to spend the money somewhere. So uh, they're gonna drop it on the Amway Center yes. right there in lovely Orlando, Florida, which I think is only isn't it like a ten minute drive from where the PC is or something like that. That's right. And uh, what is particularly interesting about this one? Apparently, WWE has uh, placed a hold on the venue through October. Jesus. So, Raw, SmackDown. I don't know if NXT will be from the show. I don't know. Or from from the venue. I don't know if TakeOver on Saturday is supposed to be. Um, But uh, Payback and SummerSlam and presumably whatever is coming up in September is Kasha Champions. Is that typically September? Wow. Yeah, all of that will be from the Amway Center. Uh, rumors are either a they're going to rip off or sorry, creatively borrow from their friends at Fox Sports and place CG virtual fans in the crowd, or they're going to do something similar to what the NBA is doing and have LED panels where fans can join the crowd from home. Oh, that'll go well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is going to be a lot of a lot of mother's basements highlighted on uh on that there. A lot, That's a terrible lots of belt thing. collections in the background. Yeah. Oh god. What was the belt that they put out this last week that was just uh, a big the China small? the China Memorial Intercontinental Ugh. Championship. C H Y N A the wrestler not China the country. Chad. 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 Um China. Yeah, the, just... one with, the one with the huge clitoris. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That China. That one. <laughs> Speaking of shows on the move, uh, Ring of Honor is a company we haven't <laughs> talked about in weeks. Uh, but Ring of Honor uh, announced on uh, what day of the week was that? On Tuesday uh, that they will be returning to television production this month filming in Maryland um, and uh, th- basically they're going to be filming uh, no crowd shows with some pretty strict testing regimens in play. Um, my understanding is they have started to have uh, staff two weeks ahead of taping take mm-hmm. COVID-19 tests. Um, they're going to quarantine them for a few days before the show uh, what have you? It sounds like this is where we're going to get the um, the pure title tournament they were supposed to have in Vegas right. before COVID struck. And uh, among the names that are going to be a part of it, Matt Seidel making his Ring of Honor return. Oh, good, good for him. Yes. And yeah. uh, the other key bit is that uh, due to uh, a certain wrestler slash supposed to be new Booker being suspended, Delirious has the book once again. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, come on, uh, Sinclair HR. How long does it take to uh, <laughs> do an investigation at this point? I would, yeah. I, it's time for an official announcement about this, one yes. way or another. Yes. Uh, hopefully the right way. Yes. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it, I don't know. It's frustrating. Uh, but hey, uh, Jonathan Gresham put out a really good uh, promo um, about it. Did you watch that? Yes. The yes. one he did? Yeah. And it looked Great like uh, who who called the phone at the end? Was it uh, Tracy Williams? Yes, somebody? It, it was Tracy Williams. Oh, and I have seven of the 16 competitors for the pure title. Oh, OK. Ready. Yeah. Who you got so far? Uh, so far, we've got Jay Lethal, uh, who wow. is a previous pure title holder. Jonathan yeah. Gresham, appropriately enough. Matt Seidel, David Finley, 
Which is oh, doing cool. double duty now. Okay. Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams, Josh Woods, and making his Ring of Honor debut, Wheeler Ute- Utah, excuse me, uh, who had been working beyond wrestling. And um, uh, I guess it's worth blowing up kayfabe a little bit. Was in Chikara as a cyberhawk back when. Um, oh. So uh, Wheeler Yuta is one of those guys, even though he has a very odd wrestling name, who uh, was definitely on the verge of breaking out prior to COVID. So I think it's pretty cool he's getting a Ring of Honor shot here. And who was the Josh something? Who was uh, that? The, Josh Woods. I believe Josh Woods was the winner of the um, uh, Top Prospect thing. Yeah, Top Prospect tournament this past year. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. Pretty decent lineup to kick things off, uh, and it's pretty cool it's happening in our backyard. Uh, I do wonder where they're going to be filming. Are they going to be at, like, MCW Arena? You know, what? what's what's the plan here? Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't imagine that they would, um, you know, they've been doing their big shows at the UMBC Event Center. I wouldn't yeah. imagine that would be fiscally responsible of them at this point. They're not racking in WWE money. Right. Um, yeah, previously they've taped at Burns and the Williams Meyer Pavilion in, mm-hmm. uh, in Pasadena, Glen Burnie area. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure. I haven't haven't really heard anything. That are, you know, they, they 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 could set up an old school like studio wrestling thing. I in, was in the, just uh, going to say they own a bunch of TV building, stations, so. so I wouldn't be surprised if they have a big uh, big studio style type thing happening there. Um, you know, yeah. Well, it, it's it's good that they're getting back uh, into the swing of things. Hopefully, they're they are uh, or will continue to follow proper precautions to keep everybody safe, especially if. You know, people like David Finley are going to be jumping between New Japan and Ring mm-hmm. of Honor on each coast. You know, I'd hate to hate to have, you know, some schmuck in Ring of Honor expose David Finley, who then exposes the L.A. Dojo, which then gets into, you know, Japan, you know, and then that's the source of, you know, terribleness happening yes. again. So. Yes. So uh, speaking of New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, and talking about the U.S. side of New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, are you caught up on NJPW Strong, Chris? Yeah, I watched uh, this week's episode. Nice. So the New Japan Cup U.S. version continued on this week. We had two semifinal matches with David Finley and Tama Tonga and Kenta and Jeff Cobb and... Wildly enough, our finals are going to be David Finley and Kenta. Yeah, I mean, I expected Kenta to, you know, make it through this far. David Finley, kind of a shock. Um, but, you know, he's a multiple-time tag team winner, I believe, in uh, mm-hmm. the junior division in uh, in New Japan. So maybe this is his time to to get a shot uh, and, and, and go big here. The matches were the match. I didn't watch all of last week's show, but this past yeah. week I did watch his match with uh, Tama Tonga and thought it was pretty good. Yeah. And he caught a, he cut a really good promo afterwards as well. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Although Kenta still seems like the easy, easy yeah. pick here and uh, Kenta versus John Moxley match whenever that may happen because the winner of the tournament will get a title shot for the U S title at some point and somewhere uh, yet to be determined because Mox, as far as we know, not allowed to compete with New Japan within uh, these United States. So, and it's going to be really difficult for him to get the Japan about. I don't know. It's a whole whole fucking thing. Yeah. But um, that match on paper sounds great. Yeah, it should be very good. And also interesting, uh, it was announced that Jay White will be on this coming Friday's episode of. Oh, really? uh, New Japan Strong. Yeah, I missed that. 
Yeah, uh, they, basically they have a, a YouTube highlight show, and they announced it oh, there. Okay. Um, so huh. it'll be popping up there. Uh, one match I did want to ask you about, Chris, is they had a six-man. Six-man uh, tag? Yeah. Yeah, uh, awesome. <laughs> PJ Black, Mysterioso, and Blake Christian. Uh, Blake Christian is a guy who's had a lot of heat on him around the indies. Uh, when he gets ACH, making his New Japan return, TJP, who sucks, and Alex Zane, another guy with a lot of uh, indie heat around him. Dude, Alex Zane did this um, shooting star knee drop thing that was yes. fucking awesome. Um, I was he did it twice, I think, uh, and it was it was I think the standout of the match. That was a really fun, fast paced junior style six man tag. Um, if you guys you know out there haven't watched it yet, highly recommend watching that match from New Japan Strong this week. Uh, very very entertaining. I don't even was Mysterioso ever a legal man in that match. You know, I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he was, but uh, you know how it is. Everybody gets their tandem moves and the move train sort of thing. Um, yeah. yeah, it was it was it was fun, and you know, uh, it's good to see PJ Black still going strong, looking good mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. what I'm probably pushing forty at this point. Yeah, if not already. Yeah, um, fuck, I'm pushing forty. So, let me sew up my mouth a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, was that was fun. The the first tag match, the opening tag match, um, Clark Connors is uh, just a little spitfire these days. <laughs> yeah, and and what was the other guy's name? Blake something. I, I heard. Good, I, I don't remember. Uh, he is a, a Carl Anderson trainee. Interestingly, okay. Enough. So um, cool to see the uh, the machine gun New Japan connection continues on. I, I wouldn't be shocked actually to see the Good Brothers pop up on a future. Uh, NJPW strong show if this continues on through the pandemic. Yeah, it would make sense. I mean, they're stateside. Yeah. Now on the Japan side of New Japan, yes. uh, we have uh, the uh, we have six matches officially announced for the Summer Struggle. Yeah, take two. Summer, Summer struggle. struggle in Jingu card. That's going to be on the 29th. That's at the big Jingu Stadium venue. Uh, pretty much all these matches we could have told you were going to happen. Um, but here they are officially. Evil versus Tetsuya Naito for the double championship. That's your main event. Hiromu Takahashi defending the junior championship against Taji Ishimori, which should be yes. absolutely fantastic. A nice rematch from the Best of Super Juniors final in 2017. Hey. 2018, something like that. Something like that. Um, The heavyweight tag team title match as Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. defend against Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi. The never openweight championship match as Shingo Takagi defends against Minoru Suzuki. No exploding barbed wire yet. 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 Yes. (laughs) Yet. The four way match for the King of Pro Wrestling Provisional Championship. Uh, where the competitors will be determined by the King of Pro Wrestling Tournament matches. Uh, and I'll tell you what those are supposed to be in just a minute. And, of course, the real main event, Master Wado versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru. <laughs> Kanemaru getting that main event spot. Good for you, finally. It's, yes. it's a feel-good year for all these guys. Evil getting the push. First of all, Naito getting the push at Wrestle Kingdom. Then Evil getting the the, the rocket. Then you got last week Yoshihashi sleeping his way through uh, a match and winning a trios title. <laughs> and here we are, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, finally getting uh, finally getting a call to the main event featuring the one, the only, the ubiquitous Master Wado. Yes, yes, fantastic. Uh, it's truly a great year to fail upward in New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> 
Um, so the King of Pro Wrestling uh, tournament matches. Yeah. Here, here's the lineup and here's the proposed stipulations for each. Right. Uh, now, and, and these stipulations are going to be voted on by fans. Yes. So each each competitor in the match is proposing a stipulation, which will then be voted on. And the most popular vote gets to be the stipulation. Yes. So. OK. We've got Kazuchika Okada versus Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, Okada wants a three-on-one match. Huh? Yujiro wants a strap match. Strap match. Okay. All right. We've got Satoshi Kojima versus El Desperado. Kojima wants a finishers only match, meaning you can only win after hitting your finisher. Oh, the only move you could hit was finishers. (laughs) I was like, yes. El Desperado on the other side wants a non-finishers match meaning you cannot use your finishing move in the match so no okay. lariat for for kojima okay um versus bushi oh, toro yano wants a two count pinfall match <laughs> i fucking love that by the way bushi wants a five count ring out match Okay. So, All right. So the twenty count on the floor, a five count. Dude, the the two count for a pinfall is just what? That's the most Yano thing ever, and yes. I absolutely fucking love it. Yes. And then uh, Show versus Sonata. Sonata said he wants a submission match, and Show clearly not understanding the rules when he was doing a promo for the press said he also would like a submissions match. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh he's pretty but he's not that bright yeah 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 he's he's he's, he's, he's you know th- there's there are a lot of similarities between show and kodobushi you know, <laughs> yes the, yes down about really... body type too like yeah super jack super dumb big himbo energy to together that would explain the weird boners i get while watching show wrestle so yeah that's <laughs> that makes sense then yes yes it, it all makes sense um, and now before we get into the Wednesday night wars, although there's going to be probably some, uh, Wednesday night related news that we can sort of, uh, intersperse when we talk about each show. Uh, one thing I did want to mention from the AEW side of things, uh, one, interestingly enough, they allowed fans at the show this week, um, mm. 150 fans in a stadium that holds 3000. So I think they're definitely, Handling well, it right, but I did love that on the show when they showed fans, they were yeah. all kind of clustered together, and the guy who was most visibly on camera had his mask under his nose. So, yes, yeah, so job. they they announced that they're having fans. They they shoot them. They're all in one section. Nobody, I don't, I don't think anybody was wearing masks aside from that one guy wearing it incorrectly. And Jr. says, "Well, we're doing it right," and clearly they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could so, not have been more wrong. Yeah, that was that was a head scratcher to me. Like I get, you know, there's plenty of space in that arena or amphitheater, whatever the fuck you want to call it. There's yeah. plenty of space. They don't have to be all, unless they all came from one household, one massive fucking household, 25 people. I don't know. Yes. Maybe yeah. they were, you know, uh, they, they were, they were the all cons. in a bubble. They yeah. were all in a shared bubble. But still, that's not a good look. Yeah, very, very bad. Not good. Not a big fan of it. Uh, also, depending on whether where you sit with the whole uh, Kylie Ray thing, uh, AEW had their first releases in company history uh, as it came out this week that they have released Jimmy Havoc, B. Priestley, and Sadie Gibbs. Um, Havoc, not a huge surprise. Uh, yeah. It was kind of a given after he went to rehab uh, after the speaking out 
um, controversy surrounding him that he was probably going to be released, but he was released. B. Priestley and Sadie Gibbs uh, both have not been seen as far as I can recall in, in AEW at all in the year 2020, um, both based in the UK. So it sounds like it's a situation of they can't figure yeah. out when or how to use them. Gibbs was supposed to be uh, kind of a, a project for uh, AEW. Uh, she hadn't wrestled for them since October. Uh, mm. She did a dark match then uh, as an AEW dark, not as in a match that was not on television. B. Priestley had primarily been in uh, stardom in Japan, but she's also, of course, stuck in the UK. Uh, I guess we were lucky that they didn't let go of Pac, uh, considering the way they were well, letting people go. I mean, that's somebody you don't want to <laughs> let go of. You yes. know, eventually... Eventually, hopefully, um, yeah. these travel restrictions will be lifted, and at, at which point you're going to want Pack Bad back immediately. Yes, um, to and then, reunite then we can Death Triangle, and then well, run roughshod over everybody. Death Triangle, or as it is now, because the Lucha Bros found friends, they're Death Pentagon. Well, yeah, if you're still counting Pack in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we've got the Lucha Bros, Butcher and Blade, and Pack. I like Death Pentagon a lot. I'm I'm for this. Okay, yeah, no, I like, uh, I'm, I'm for, Although, it, for it as well. now that I think about it, Pentagon seems to be confused when there are people who are dressed as him, so I think if his group was named after him, he would be just in a constant state of loss. Like, he would not know what's going on, so maybe it's better they don't, or they need, like, a sixth person so they could be Death Hexagon, which... He's taking a lot of kicks to that, okay? <laughs> that's, that's true, that's true. <laughs> let's, let's do, let's just give the guy a pass here. Um, but yeah, um... I was going to say something, but I forgot what it was. So anyway, moving on. Oh, uh, also on the AEW front, uh, the women's uh, tag cup continued on. Um, some interesting debuts. Uh, Shimmer star Nicole Savoy finally popped up in AEW. She's someone who uh, AEW fans have been clamoring for uh, AEW to sign. She popped up as, quote unquote, little swole. Okay, big swole, all right. Um, which is funny because she's taller than big swole. Right. Uh, but uh, they they uh, they had a really good match. Also uh, popping up this week was uh, Rachel Ellering uh, teaming up with Dasha. And apparently Dasha, while not great, has just enough enthusiasm that you want to see her get better as a pro wrestler. Okay. All right. I didn't get a chance to watch any of that. I forgot it yes. was a thing. I, I, <laughs> I remembered it was a thing. I just time did not allow for it this week. I, I, ha- no. I had a freaking hellacious week in uh the, the the shoot job if you will yeah as well my, myself as well but um we have the semi-finals this monday yes i believe and then the finals will be on dynamite on saturday yes Is that so, right? so dynamite this week preempted uh due to nba basketball uh so dynamite will be on six o'clock or after the basketball game if it runs past six o'clock on tnt on saturday uh, which means NXT gets to run unopposed on Wednesday. Yeah, but oh no, yeah, because uh, Dynamite will be over by the well, no, there'll probably be some overlap between Takeover and oh, uh, I, I I meant on Wednesday night. Well, yeah, 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 yeah but yeah. so uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what NXT can pull in on its own in this current climate without any competition, unless you know AEW fans are really into. NBA playoff basketball, which right. I'm sure a few of them are. Yeah, there's, there's probably uh, got to be some overlap. But uh, there is also the fact that Saturday night brings takeover, uh, which, right. uh, of course, starts at seven. 
And right. Dynamite will be running technically from 6 to 8 on Saturday night. So, going to be interesting to see how all that plays out. Uh, you did not get a chance to watch NXT this week. Um, oh, I had the chance to. I just chose not yes, to. Yes, yes. And, and I, <laughs> I don't blame you. As uh, <laughs> There was definitely a controversial return. We'll get into it. I'll very quickly run through this as we talk about the Wednesday Night Wars. Show kicked off with Karrion Cross beating the crap out of Danny Birch. Uh, fun match. Karrion Cross came off like a star, as one would hope. Um, Keith Lee. Are they still doing the, the cheesy lip sync intro? Yep. Ugh. That they okay. are. Um, so uh, Keith Lee came shit. out after the match, got in the face of uh, Karrion Cross. Had a contract folder in hand. Uh, I, I got to wonder, do you think WWE gets a bulk discount on uh, the leather folios for contracts? Or do you think they reuse the same one every time? I think they buy them in bulk. Makes sense. Like, they're hemorrhaging money at this point. I, not hemorrhaging. They're they're swimming in money. Yes. Uh, yeah. So they have, they, they're just, you know, they're lighting cigars with $100 bills. They're, <laughs> you know, they're, they're doing the, the crusty bit. Okay. That's Gentlemen what they're doing. to evil. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean yes essentially <laughs> um, um so yeah i think they they buy in the bulk uh, i don't know if they have a deal with staples perhaps uh maybe office depot um is there like a you know one percenter version of office depot that i don't know there, about there probably is but i've never worked for a company big enough i guess yeah okay um, right. so uh basically keith lee uh said you know if um well, one, he called Karen Cross a bitch. Uh, but two, he said that uh, Lee promised uh, Regal that uh, if Karen Cross signs a contract, he wouldn't touch him until takeover. Karen Cross signed the contract. Scarlet sealed it with a kiss of death. Because, of course, she did. And the contract got passed back to Keith Lee. Keith Lee picked up the contract and, for some reason, opened the folder, even though he just saw it signed. And when he opened it, a fireball flashed in his face. Which, well, uh, I mean, it's flashed three feet from his face. <laughs> yes, but uh, they made that a whole thing to the point where when they had entrances of the next match, they did a split screen of uh, Keith Lee being taken to the ambulance and, and all of that. Oh, uh, boy. That's, yes. yeah, that's the thing that happened. Um, so Kiss of Death, is that going to be a thing? Um, maybe they could steal the gimmick from, uh, from Lucha Underground and have Scarlet do the lick of death. Uh, which Katrina used to do for Mil Muertes. She just just lick the face from chin to forehead of the uh, person that had just been uh, murked. I don't know that's a great idea uh, during COVID, but in general. I think it's a great idea. No, it's a great idea. I mean, I'm also taking every precaution possible, Marty. That's true. And they have that spray that they use. It's kind of like a sword that pierces the cell of the virus. Yes. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a murder spray. The sword spray. Um, so we had we'll Drake. Passwords for two hundred. We had Drake Maverick versus Killian Dane. Which... Uh, Drake Maverick versus Killian Dane. Okay, so yes. Spud versus the Beast from Belfast. How'd that go? It got interrupted by the Undisputed Era, who ran in and kicked both their asses. I thought the Undisputed Era were like going to be faces now. Well, I guess they're Stone Cold like faces now. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Adam Cole uh, uh, then uh, cut a promo on Pat McAfee. Yeah. Challenging him to show up next week to confront him in the ring face to face. Yeah, I'd forgotten this was a thing. Okay. Well, Seven, I mean, oh. I mean, are they going to get a stool for Adam Cole? Because <laughs> there's going to be a. Bit Look of a at side this dude. Look at this Which dude. Which is kind of the. Whole oh, no, story no, no. The... 
the feud here. Okay. Yes, yes. Cool. McAfee. Yeah. Go yeah. for it. Love your anti-virus uh, software. Let's yes. uh, yeah. Let's see see if you wrestle just as well. Uh, Santos Escobar defeated Tyler Breeze in a non-title match. Uh, okay. Fine match. Uh, basically, the the big thing was um, uh, there was a distraction finish involving the rest of Elegado del Fantasma. Fandango ran down, um, and then so did Isaiah Swerve Scott. So it looks like we're probably need a trios match for Takeover, which is six cool. days away. I mean, that match on paper sounds pretty great. Yeah. No, I like it a lot. We had a really dope vignette about Dakota Kai uh, for the challenge against Io Shirai for the NXT Women's about Championship. about her kicking? Uh, kicking was mentioned, yes. Ang- angry kicking? Is she yes. still with, um, is that one, um, um, the, the lady who wore the uh, the jean chaps? Is she still with her? Uh, Raquel Gonzalez? Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't recall. I don't okay. recall seeing her last week. When uh, or two weeks ago, whenever it was, she th- it was last week that she won the title shot. I don't recall seeing Raquel Gonzalez. So that was then, just so. kind of silently dropped. Yeah, gotcha. I guess so. Cool. Uh, Mia Yim um, had a match against Indy Hartwell uh, on the way on the way out. Though she was interviewed about the condition of Keith Lee. I was going to say, shouldn't she have been uh, by or Bo's side? Well, she, she looked very distracted at the beginning, but um, uh-huh. uh, Mia Yim ended up firing up, getting the win. Okay. Did, did Scarlet throw a kiss of death at her? No, no, sadly, no. I mean, okay. in my fan fiction, she did, but not in reality. <laughs> that was just the start. That was chapter one. Yeah, Finn Balor <laughs> vowed to win the North American Championship in the ladder match at TakeOver because, of course, he's in one of those elimination matches next week. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. that's that whole convoluted thing. Okay. And so Finn who's Balor... currently in the TakeOver match? Currently in the TakeOver match. A uh, little bit of a, a spoiler for... Um, uh, the the match that happened uh, later on. So we had uh, shoot, I, I'm forgetting the second person. So let me let me look up the full list so far. So we have Bronson Reed. We got Bronson Reed. Yes. Um, you had Dexter Loomis. But Dexter Loomis hurt himself trying to recreate Ricochet's uh, cool flip out of the ring thing. Yes. So he's out. So uh, and- Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes won the main event on. NXT this week, and then okay. it's the uh, the eliminated matches. Yeah, the the losers brackets, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, the okay. bit that's worth noting about the Finn Balor promo, and you know I love straight shooter Finn Balor. Oh, he made boy. it very clear it doesn't matter if you're 18 or 49. Uh, the odds are in his favor. See, there's a difference between Chris Jericho calling himself the demo god in jest and just being an obnoxious heel to try and just work in some quote unquote clever reference to it. Mm -hmm. It it seems tryhardy and terrible. Uh, I'm 100 percent with you. And uh, and then the bit that was kind of weird was um, Bronson Reed had a match with Damian Priest. These guys are in that ladder match later. Uh, Bronson Reed won clean. Sure, because why wouldn't you have two guys that you're putting in a marquee match uh, fight each other and have somebody take a pinfall? That makes perfect sense. Yep. Yep. Mercedes Martinez and Aaliyah squashed Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Um, Okay. This is really... Yes, it was really just to uh, have a post-match angle where 
uh, Rhea Ripley got in the face of uh, Mercedes Martinez, and Shotzi Blackheart ran down to uh, make the save, and all that fun stuff. So we're going to get a tag match between uh, Mercedes Martinez and Aaliyah with Shotzi Blackheart and Rhea Ripley, is what you're saying? Yep. 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 Holla holla. The Gargano household was back. Great. Is yeah. uh, is the cup still in uh, a centerpiece of the uh, dinner table? No, uh, but he does have a photo on his wall of Doc Hendricks that he said goodnight to oh, at the end of the promo. Oh, fuck you, Johnny Gargano. All right, that's it. I'm done with you forever. Yeah. Uh, there was that's another that was Timothy it. Thatcher stretching people promo. And then we had our main event, Cameron Grimes versus Kushida versus a mystery opponent. I told you already that Cameron excuse me, Cameron Grimes showed up, or, or sorry, Cameron Grimes won and will show up yes. in that ladder match. Uh, at takeover, but guess who was the mystery opponent? Velveteen Dream popping back up, and as we found out on Thursday, did not draw the younger audience they were expecting. Oh, that he was hoping, rather. <laughs> uh, look, this was a bad look. Very <laughs> bad look. Did they even officially address uh, these accusations officially? No, no, and uh, the accuser had had talked to a website this weekend saying that no one from WWE has ever contacted him about it. But that's shocking. The belief per the observer is that there was an internal investigation that, uh, that uh, Velveteen was cleared of. I don't know. Looked pretty, uh, pretty hinky from the screenshots I saw. And I know screenshots can be manipulated. Yes. Um, there was audio too, though. There was audio. Yes. And that, that's a little harder to manipulate. Um, yeah. Not a, not a good look. Not a good no, look for WWE. No. Not a good look for NXT. Um, Especially because don't... now Velveteen Dream's in a main event player. Like, he will be in the, in the losers match. Yeah, he'll be in the main, arguably the main event, Finn Balor and Velveteen Dream, when they're going to that ladder match. And, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not great. That's a bummer. Yeah. Also on NXT next week, we've got Johnny Gargano versus Ridge Holland. Um, okay. Uh, Go Ridge Holland. Well, a note from that match, because they taped this uh, on Wednesday night. They taped the, huh? this week's episode on this past Wednesday. Um, Johnny Gargano got knocked out legit in the match, and they had to <laughs> stop the match for a few minutes and then restart oh, no. it. All right. Yes. See, that's what you get for posting up a photo of Doc Hendricks. Yes. That's karma, bitch. Yeah, uh, and we are going to get that six man with uh, uh, Elgato del Fantasma against uh, Swerve Scott and Brazongo on Wednesday, okay. not during Takeover. And there's going to be a confrontation between Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. So that's that's what they're running with. Unopposed to, to go unopposed. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there'll be some kind either. of uh, stupid build for Cross and Lee. Because of what, yeah. Lee couldn't put his hands on Cross, or Cross couldn't put his hands on Lee? Lee couldn't put his hands on Cross. So then Cross is going to beat the shit out of Lee? Probably. Okay. Probably. Cool. That, that would be my guess. Cool, cool, cool. Meanwhile, over cool, on cool, TNT, cool, cool. we had Dynamite. We are back live for the August 12th edition. Uh, this was not as good a show as last week. It was still better than not two weeks ago. Not as bad a show as two weeks ago, yeah, though. Yeah, still better than two weeks ago. There was a recurring theme on this show, though, and I don't know if you felt the same way, same way watching it, but as I was watching it live, all I could think was, man, all these finishes 
just feel flat as hell. Uh, I think the the show overall was sloppy. Um, yeah, something was not right. I don't know if it's because yeah. they're you know out there in ninety degree weather with eighty five percent humidity or what, but it was not great, and it and it kind of fucked up you know a, a big moment uh, yeah. at the end of the show. Well, I don't, I don't, I think honestly, as because I you know it had been pointed out to me for before when I watched it about the finish to to Jericho and uh, yeah. and OC. If we're just gonna jump, let's just jump right to us. Let's just talk yeah. about it. I think it was more awkward because Jericho's body is is just large and awkward. Um, I don't really, from what I saw, um, yeah, 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 being a non professional, uh, yeah. you know, it, it did look a little. The the, the part in particular that was weird was so like the mouse trap when it's done right, the guy like rolls forward into it, right, and Jericho thought he was supposed to roll back roll into back. a pin. So I don't I I don't know exactly you know what misfired there. I just know that the finish did misfire. But hey, OC has a clean win over Chris Jericho now. Yeah. Like yeah. no matter what they do after this, he beat the top guy in AEW, which is exactly what we said last week they needed to do. Yes. You know, what I would have, you know, would I have preferred it be a little more definitive than a fluke roll up sort of thing? Probably, but hey, you know, beggars can't be choosy. I think this, it, you know, the win in the win column is enough uh, right. to get him there, and he can ride that wave going forward. And that wasn't without inner circle shenanigans. Mm-hmm. As uh, it was, it was really weird because the match was going on, and then all of a sudden, it was just P and P and best best friends, friends yeah, brawling on the ramp. But it, it didn't happen like. It was like they both came out at the same time and just started brawling. Like, right, wouldn't it right. made more sense if PNP started to come out and then, and then best, best friends, friends came out? Came out they, right. It was like a it was like a wall of death. They just started running towards each other simultaneously. Right, 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 right. Uh, which allowed the distraction uh, for Jake Hager to come in. Um, which was stupid... thankfully not the finish. I thought yes. for sure that was going to be the finish, and I, I was going to check my remote through my TV, which I love dearly. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so thankfully that, that did not happen. OC goes over in a match that was definitively not as good as the first, um, yeah. but still a, a fun watch. Anyway, the show kicked off with a great match. Yes. As it was the young bucks it. against, uh, evil Uno and Stu Grayson from the dark order. Um, I absolutely love this match. Really. The only bummer is with Excalibur still out, apparently due back on the 26th. Um, with Excalibur still out, uh, you had three guys who, while they're getting better as a trio of commentators, don't know the, the finishes of different guys or the moves of guys. So like the finish was that the dark order was going to hit the fatality and there was a roll up and only Taz realized what they were doing. And it seemed like he realized it late. So like, yeah, the, the impact of that finish was kind of lost. Like I, I recognize they don't have, or they have a pseudo crowd right now, which actually helped. I, I will, I will give that credit on the show. Um, but in not having a quote unquote real crowd, you need the commentators to sell the finish a bit more. Yeah. And it just was like kind of, Oh wait, what? Huh? Oh, I, they, and they win. It was, it was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Ross was cranky old Jim Ross again, and I just don't enjoy listening to him now. Um, 
Not to mention my, you know, I'm just going to keep saying it every week. Uh, Both JRs are the worst part of AEW. (laughs) Hire Justin Roberts and uh, keep Jim Ross backstage. Yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to having Excalibur back very much. Yes. Looking forward to return of Excalibur and hire Justin Schlegel. Um, We uh, had, because it was Tag Team Appreciation Night, the first vignette where the current AEW tag teams will talk about their favorite tag teams of all time. It was Kenny and Hangman Page, and Kenny said, the best tag team of all time, Young Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> to which, and meanwhile, uh, Page, yeah, Page did like, his uh, best I Jim was, Helpert. I, I was going to say us. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's yeah. okay. Uh, yeah. Young Bucks. And yeah, that was, that, was a good, that was a good bit right there. Yes. Uh, and then MJF uh, came out and cut a promo. Uh, another very, very strong, very good promo. Um. Uh, you know, shit talking John Moxley, and again, the one of the key things about MJF is he does not come off like a cool heel. He comes yeah. off like a pain in the ass. He comes off as right. irritating. So he cuts his promo. He does this whole but thing. Inter- oh, sorry, but ahead. he's entertaining. In, yes, in, in his yes. in his heeldom, whereas a Baron Corbin is not. Right, right. Like he he's getting the right kind of heat. Yeah. Um, even if again, he does get a little insidery, you know, the looking up at the lights thing and all that. Although I thought that was a cool camera angle. It, yeah. They used that a couple times, uh, throughout the course of the show. And I did enjoy yeah. that because that took me back to my Lucha on the ground days as well, Yes, because I loved that over the camera ring. And then the bit that I really loved was toward the end of the promo, John Moxley's music hits. Yep. And Mox goes, Oh, he's coming out. Of, uh, or excuse me. Uh, MJF goes, Oh, Mox is coming out from the crowd or, or, how do you put it? towards the voms to like yeah. say like vomitoriums or whatever? But yeah. like he's, he's coming out for the crowd, so he sends Wardlow and a security detail into the into the crowd, and Moxley actually comes out of the ramp for the first yeah. time in months in AEW. Yeah, it's great. And he comes into the ring, murders MJF with a high angle uh, paradigm shift. Like this was full on New Japan Death Rider style. Like, yeah, it was it was a great look. Yeah, just absolutely murders him and cuts this amazing promo uh, about how this is just the beginning. All the while in the background, you had Tony Khan in tiny shorts. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was just sitting there. I mean, like, he kept himself in frame, too. I'm like, yeah, son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah. Put himself over it. But, yeah, yeah. The, the promo was really good. Uh, we, we, and we got to look uh, at the uh, at the gorilla position in AEW, which we hadn't really seen that much before. So that's yeah. nice, too. Yeah. Also uh, noted that... Uh, Tony Khan was wearing an inner circle t-shirt. I, oh, I think I didn't the catch corruption that. No. goes all the way to the top, Chris, all the way to the top. <laughs> uh, he's a stone cutter. It's okay. Yes. So then we had, his the... father was a stone cutter. That's how he got in. <laughs> <laughs> now the paddling of the swollen ass. Um, just wait, waiting for Steve Gutenberg to pop up. <laughs> <laughs> so we had the TNT championship match next with the completed TNT title, which looks fantastic it does look really nice i will say i'm glad uh, i wish you know it would have been done earlier obviously not a possibility but it's it's definitely a step up from what they had yes um, unfinished. so a scorpio sky getting a shot against cody scorpio sky comes out big time new theme big time yeah. entrance i'm like this is iro yeah this this is his moment this is the beginning of the new scorpio sky so cody comes out a, he brought his entire family to watch his his uh, Little League softball game, <laughs> oh. 
which Aww. was just it's so weird because for the past few weeks it'd been you know just just Arn. Cody and Arn, and now yeah. here's Cody and Arn and Dustin and Allie and Brandy and QT, and now he's got a flag, and now he's got a new nickname, the Prince of Pro Wrestling. Yeah, which it's is a little. little uh... Yeah, it's a little it's a little wankerific, but you know, as as you said uh, to text to me, this is heading towards Cody Rhodes heel territory. Yeah, yeah. So. A, a name like that does not befit a face. No, um, a, a, at least a, a face that stays one. Uh, that that it, it struck me as if, if it's a face move. It's like when Kurt Angle started WWE, where the whole thing was he was a, he was a face, or he thought he was a face, but right. he's actually a heel. This feels like the direction we're heading in. Uh, and also, Mike Chioda popped yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Refin. He, he had a little bit of quarantine belly, don't we all? But uh, Chioda Didn't back he do on a national four count television. in the match as well for the pinfall? Um, well, what he did for the pinfall was because he comes down, he slaps down to actually look at the shoulders, and okay. then he counts a pin. And that's, that's one of the things that... Ha- I've noticed that about Chioda over the years because sometimes he has three counts and sound like yeah. four counts. It's because he gets down and he legit looks at the sh- like he keeps that level of kayfabe. He okay. doesn't just you know start to count the near fall because he's or supposed to count. Yeah, yeah. He checks the shoulders, which I I think is a, is a you know underrated thing to do. Uh, but I've cool. been doing it for thirty three years. Yeah, so cool to see Chioda back on national television. Uh, I I legit hope this guy's getting some work because it was so fucked up that he got cut in the first place. What do you think Mike Kyoto's worth? What do you think his uh, his bank account's looking like? I mean, he's he was the lead yeah. official for decades, yeah. at least 15, 20 years. Had to be had he been the lead official? I mean, had it been I, since Hebner left that he was lead official? Yeah, I or was would, Timmy Scott still around back then? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, he went out with a shoulder injury. Uh, okay, I would think that uh, a high level ref like that probably. He was making six figures a year and easily. Six. Stop. I, I definitely think it's high five. And by high five, I mean like 90 something. But I don't know. You if don't he was, think he was making six figures? I don't know. Because also like that makes you leader of the ring crew, too. Because like that's what little Nate does now or has done for a while. So like, I don't, I don't know. It's possible. And it I might feel, also be like, like his trans gets paid on like other people or whatever. Cause again, he's technically crew in addition to referee. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, uh, Google, Google net worth isn't a, uh, yeah. Total indicator here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. How much WWE money does Mike Chioda make? Uh, I don't know. This is a referee can earn a maximum of up to $5,000 per match. Um, a ref in world wrestling entertainment makes 15,000 from a pay-per-view. That doesn't seem right. Yeah. That, that seems far too high. (laughs) When, when John Moxley's making a $500 payoff off of a, a shield farewell show, there's no way that, Chioda was pulling in 15k from that. Let's see. I'm just really curious as to what. Uh, uh, I, I can't find a. I, I mean, it was enough game. to make Drake uh, Drake younger leave the lucrative world of death matches. So, 
Well, I mean, you know, he. <laughs> the thing with Kyoto is just he was there for so long. Oh, yeah, he was there for 33 years or something. I don't know. Uh, okay, uh, this is from Sportskedia, which is at least a website I've heard of. Yes. Uh, uh, let's see. Where? Oh, it was in the preview, but it's not. Uh, okay. Uh, there's a clear hierarchy when it comes to referee salaries. WWE referees Charles Robinson and Mike Chioda pocket an annual salary of $200,000 to do nice. their veteran status. Regular refs on Raw and SmackDown earn upwards of fifty k a year, while NXT referees fall in the lowest hierarchy, earning $10,000 a year. Really? Uh, they earn more as they move up to Raw and SmackDown. The travel expenses are paid for, and they reportedly receive higher pay for pay-per-views as well. Interesting. So, so this is from Sportskedia in 2019. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I couldn't have imagined Mike Chioda not getting six figures. Uh, and Little Nature makes sense as well. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Anyway. But, okay. Yeah, I was, you know, it's it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, it, it sucked that Chioda got blown out. Um, but, you know, he doesn't seem like somebody who would have been spending his uh, pay on extravagant things. Yes. Because he was barely ever home to be able to to, to use them. Right, right, right. Um, so I'm sure he's enjoying some downtime currently. And uh, from what I think Chris Jericho said on a stream last night is that uh, there's no deal in place for Kyoto and AEW. That it's kind of a, a handshake per appearance well, basis, cool. or at least it was for that. So maybe they'll be bringing him back, and you know they try to work it into an angle with Jericho right, uh, a little right. bit later on the show, which we'll get to. But yeah. Kyoto popping up was uh, was was a nice little thing. The match uh, between Cody and and Scorp was was good. It didn't go as long as I expected it to. Yeah, it, it went just over ten minutes. I, I think the final time was like eleven and change. And Sky looked great. Yeah, but again, it was one of those instances where the finish just didn't fire off for me. It felt like we were about to begin like you know the the near fall train, and instead mm-hmm. we just got the fall. Um, and you really didn't get an opportunity for the finish to play out. Like, it happened. There was right. a win. Cody and, and Sky were clearly going to be saying something to each other, and then they just went straight into the video promo from Brody Lee, which I admit was a dope promo, but yes. it didn't let the reality of what happened sink in. I yeah. I mean, I, I, I know I sound like a broken record here because I constantly advocate for Scorpio Sky and Trent as solo guys who they need to pull a trigger on, but I still feel like they need to. You know, both guys are on on the uh, later end of their thirties, yeah, and they're tremendous talent, and they can get over huge. And you have a window. You know, I, I recognize you can say the same thing about maybe a Darby Allen or a Jungle Boy in terms of you know, you need to, to give them big wins and, and put them over. But those guys are, in the case of Jungle Boy, he's like 23. In the case yeah. of Darby Allen, he's 27. Like MJF's like 25. Like, they've got time. You know, your yeah. peak as a wrestler is your mid-30s. That's where Trent and Scorpio Sky are. And while I know Trent's got a feud right now, there's no reason why Scorpio Sky shouldn't be in the mix. Like, he yeah. he's, he's ready, he's good, he's talented, that intro made him come off like a star and in turn it felt like that immediate transition from match is over here's the next match as good as that promo was i just felt like it it skipped over the 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 little bit remaining there um 
Yeah, you know, a handshake from Cody would have helped, you know, get Sky over eventually right, right. even more, you know. And they, they did the same thing to the uh, the Warhorse Open Challenge two weeks ago. Right. The match ended. Cody looked like he was going to, you know, give a handshake or give some encouraging words. But no, they got jumped by the Dark Order. And, you know, I get that that's what they're building to for, for Brody and uh, and Cody. Brody, yes. Cody? Cody, Brody? Yeah, Cody, Brody, um, Brody, Cody. And, you know, when that match happens, which I guess is next Saturday, right? Yep. Um, Saturday Night Dynamite, it will be Brody Lee against Cody Rhodes. Brody has stolen the unfinished TNT title. And he said uh, well, I've had enough of the him. fake belts. Of yes, non, but not actual belts. But what I will say is I, I thought Brody's promo about how, you know, he he has, uh, you know, he has so little friends and, uh, you know, the Dark Order's already beaten the elite. Now it's time to take out the, the next big star. Like, I, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, we went to another one of those uh, best tag team segments. Private Party. Weirdly enough, really likes the Hardys. And that reminds me, we skipped over the that? we skipped over the Matt Hardy bit. So Matt Hardy apparently his head's broken because of Sammy Guevara. Not Threw only a fucking chair at his forehead. Yeah, not only does he have all the stitches, not only will he be cleared to wrestle in weirdly enough, ten days after this Pax no, Week Dynamite, which lines up perfectly with Saturday Dynamite on uh on the twenty second. Uh but uh he is just bouncing between characters mid conversation. And, uh, he jumped a guy who he thought was Sammy Guevara, but it turns out was actually that one ref with the really bad hair. Yeah. I mean, I like kind of Matt Hardy descending into madness a little bit here. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, but let's not spend too much time on it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm thinking maybe they do a first blood match with him and, uh, Sammy. Maybe that's the, the play for all out. Oh, that could be fun. Yeah. We had a world tag team title match as Kenny Omega and Hangman Page defended against Jurassic Express of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy with Marco Stunt on the outside. Um, I got to say, Marco Stunt, Kenny Omega is my feud of the year right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love watching Kenny just murder that child. Um, it's very entertaining. I will say, yes. and I texted this to you, I feel like Jungle Boy had an off night. Um, yeah, not, not really his best work. Yeah, uh, it was still good and better than most other people uh, could do, but he just uh, the footing wasn't there, and I don't know if it was nerves for getting a title shot or what, but um, it was still a good match and fun and entertaining and with some fun spots and mm-hmm. innovative offense, including Jungle Boy the, and the fucking uh, Snapdragon on the floor on uh, Marco. Yeah, I know. good lord, break that child's neck. Yeah, oh my god. Uh, but Luchasaurus looked great. This, yep. the, uh, the past few weeks has been the best he's looked since AEW started. Um, yeah. And, you know, just another great defense for Omega and Page, uh, which does lead to the question of who exactly will they be defending the tag belts against and who will they be dropping them to? Because they've yeah. defeated almost everybody. Yeah. Uh, we went back to the back. Santana Ortiz cut a promo in the locker room. They said they refused to apologize for trashing Sue's van. They had some suitcases and and what have you. They threw it in the shower and poured bleach on them. You know what the one promo with excuse me one problem with this promo was, Chris? Uh, the fact that they turned the water on and the suitcases weren't under the water. Beyond that, <laughs> what from that promo, Chris? Can you tell me whose luggage that was? Uh, it was supposed to be best friends, right? They never said anything at all about whose luggage it was. They never said anything about the best friends. 
They never said anything about about Trent or Chucky e. T. All he did was say, well, they referenced what, the apology. They referenced the apology without saying anything at all about the best friends. They said, look, we did what we did last week. We're not going to apologize for wrecking Sue's van. And then they just had suitcases that they threw bleach on. You and I know, and a lot of people who watch that show know. Right. Because that's the through line story there. Right. But if you missed last week on Dynamite, that's a pretty key element yeah. not to mention. I mean, it Fair. takes two seconds to go, Chucky e. T. Trent, we got your bags. It, and I recognize I'm, I'm picking the finest of nits on this. Yeah. But I was like, wait a minute. Did they even say? And no, no, they didn't. <laughs> no, I hadn't thought about that, but you are you are correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little odd. A little bit of an oversight there. Yeah. I mean, or maybe they're that keeping to, it uh, generic on purpose for some reason. I don't maybe know. it'll play out in a certain way. But, you know, yeah. c- compare that to MJF how many times he said John or Moxley in his promo, you know? Right. Like it's yeah. it's 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 a little thing, it's a minor thing, but yeah, I thought it was thought it was odd. Tag team appreciation night continued on as we had the Young Bucks and FTR in the ring with Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, and the Rock and Roll Express. So, uh, yeah, Matt Jackson cut a promo thanking the Rock and Roll Express for you know laying down the groundwork, making them who they are. Dax Harwood cut a similar promo. Ricky Morton cut a promo putting over FTR and the Bucks. Arn cut a promo, said, you know, the Bucks are great. Rock and Roll is the greatest tag team of the century. FTR, the best team on the planet. And Tully grabs the mic. And he just serves everyone's ass. He's like... Dude, Tully was the highlight of this segment. Yeah, yeah. Tully's just like, I've never liked uh, the Rock and Roll Express. I got still got my problems with you, Arn. That's going back a year now. And I don't know who either one of these teams are. I just know they don't have tag belts, which means they aren't as good as they say they are. I was like, hell yeah, Tully. I mean, where's the where's the lie? Yeah. You talk all that shit. And um yeah, was- th- this turned into a whole thing where Sean Spears randomly strolled out to the stage for some reason. Yeah. Arn left completely. Ricky Morton and, and Tully Blanchard got into a quick shoving match. Dax went down in the uh, the shoving, grabbed his knee because last week he was, you know, uh, out of the match, the, the 12-man tag due to a knee injury. And then Rock and Roll Express were left in the ring. Then Dax gets up, brace in hand, and lays out Gibson and Morton with the knee brace. Yeah. Full heel turn, and then because of course it's Ricky Morton and he needs to do something stupid because he's on television in his sixties. Yeah, he takes Spike Pile Driver from FTR. Yeah, he does. yeah, and it was a beaut too. Yeah, this was really good. This was really good. I think this was the ratings peak of the show as well, which is freaking wild. <laughs> I know for that eighteen thirty four demo. Yeah, really respecting. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe it's the pull of the Bucks in FTR, but maybe you know. People respecting the old timers there. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I enjoyed that uh, a, a whole lot. Uh, and I'm glad FTR is like full on heel now. Like there's no question. No tweener. Yeah. yeah. And and the sooner they pair Tully with FTR, 10 out of 10. I, I mean, they have to be doing some kind of new horseman type thing eventually, right? One hopes. Alex Marvez still employed backstage with 
Mike Chioda, Chris Jericho gets in Chioda's face and said, hey, I saved your job 18 years ago. Apparently a callback to a random episode of Raw where he saved Mike Chioda's job. Yeah, Chris Jericho loves a callback to random episodes of Raw. Yes. <laughs> it's been widely he said, established. said, hey, I want you to call it down the middle tonight. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Chioda said, I'll call it down the middle. Jericho said, look, when I give you the signal, you need to call it down the middle and I'll get you a job here in AEW. So shenaniganry afoot. Right. Butcher and the Blade, we're talking about their favorite tag team. Butcher, by the way, sounds like a random old dude from New Jersey, and it makes me really happy. <laughs> uh, their favorite tag team of all time is the Road Warriors. I mean, that makes sense. Yes. Big brawler types. Then we had Hikaru Shida just squashing Heather Monroe. Chris, I mean, that's uh, something I would like to do. I was going to say, Chris, where, <laughs> where does Heather Monroe fit on uh, the Chris uh, like a lot? Uh, um, I would say she's list. Un- under a uh, Chris Statlander, uh, but above a. Ooh, I don't know if I want to put her above Jamie Hayter. I haven't seen Jamie Hayter in a while, so recency bias will recency bias will put Heather Monroe above a Jamie Hayter at this point. Considering this was two minutes long, I thought Heather Monroe actually looked really good out there. Yeah, she got a solid flurry in there, sold everything well. She looked uh, looked good in other um, ways, many t- ways. Tony Schiavone cut a uh, quick promo uh, with uh, Sheeta, and uh, he said her all-out's coming out, and said she just says she's still waiting for a challenger, and she wants them to bring it on. So I guess we're going to get a surprise challenger for Sheeta for all-out. Then we had a weird promo. Jake Roberts in the back with Lance Archer. <laughs> okay, yeah, this... This was this was well. First of all, when was the last time we saw Archer in a match on Dynamite? Um, has, has he had a match on Dynamite since losing to Cody at uh, he, whatever the last pay per view was? Because he, he had um, uh, during Fighter Fest, it was him and Janela. Okay, all right. Aside from that, when I, was the last time we saw him since then? I, I don't think he's had a match since. I mean, he's been yeah. in the crowd and he's beat up random people. Yeah. Like he killed all those jobbers in the in the backstage area. Well, he killed more jobbers. And also revealed that someone in the locker room has an R2-D2 luggage, which I I thought was interesting. Um, (laughs) But then uh, Lance Archer said, uh, you know, tell him, Jake, tell him, Jake. I always tell you, you got to tell him this, Jake. And Jake didn't say it. So he tore off Jake Roberts' shirt, turned him around, and written on the back of Jake Roberts' body was, everybody dies. Stupid sweaty Jake Roberts. Some of the letters were running off. Rob, I mean, and I'm a sweaty motherfucker, so I can speak about this. Jake Roberts is a sweaty man. Yes. Uh, it has been widely established the past couple of weeks uh, that we've seen him do these sorts of things. Uh, so, yeah, some of the letters were wearing off there. But um, that was really weird and uh, kind of sexual. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I was reading too much into it. I don't know what kind of a daddy situation they got going on over there. Uh, hey, not that man. I'm opposed to that. But, hey, whatever makes uh, – you know, whatever. Everybody comes in the Archer household. <laughs> That's true. Uh, then, Daddy comes first. Yes. <laughs> then, then before the main event, we had <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, we told you Jericho won. I'm not... <laughs> we told you Jericho won in the main event, so <laughs> we're already there. Uh, but yeah, next week on Dynamite, FTR versus Private Party. 
Omega and the Young Bucks versus uh. Reynolds, Silver, and Allen Five Angels. The finals of the Deadly Draw Women's Tag Tournament. Darby Allen's going to have a random match. And in an eight-man tag, the Lucha Bros, Butcher and Blade versus Jurassic Express and the Natural Nightmares. Plus, the main event, Cody versus Mr. Brody Lee for the TNT title. Should be a great show if I remember to watch it on Saturday night. I'll try to remind you. <laughs> I've, I've no doubt on that one. But the question really is, Chris, when is someone in AEW going to fuck on a tank? I mean, um, hopefully, I mean, hey, you know what? If it was Jake Roberts and Lance Archer, I'd probably watch it out of curiosity. <laughs> who do you who do you think's the top there? You think Ar- Archer uh, is, uh, you know, oh, bearing no. down on no, no, on no, 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 the no, cerebral no. Jake the Snake right here? No, Jake. <laughs> Jake's the established star. You know, he's <laughs> Lance has got to pay his dues, brother, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jake Roberts, not Pat Patterson. Uh, yeah, Jake's, Jake's got to take it to the pay window, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's going to unleash his little snake. Oh, Jesus Christ, just lets Damien out everywhere. It's going to be horrific. Uh, anyway, this show's been going too long. Bye. Glorious. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. Are you looking for a gimmick enhancement? Want to try something new with an air of class, refinement, and nobility? Well, look no further than Mr. Fancy Pants' English nobility gimmick finishing school. Lord Stephen Regal, Earl Robert Eaton, and Hunter Hearst Helmsley are all proud graduates of our world-renowned program. You'll learn to curtsy, apply overly long finishing holds, and gain an exceptionally average physique. You'll earn an appreciation for Victorian era ankle-length robes, awkward British references that your hayseed audience will not understand, and gain permanent mid-card status. Mr. Fancy Pants English Nobility Gimmick Finishing School will turn you into quite the little shit.